Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another Believe in Wizards podcast. I'm Matt Moderno. He's Jihadi White. And uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, all that good stuff for everybody. Uh, we appreciate you all uh, for tuning in. This is the 251st episode of the Believe in Wizards podcast. So thanks to everybody who's listened at some point along the way. If you're listening right now, we appreciate that too. And I don't know, I'm just uh, in a good mood for some reason, uh, despite the team being 5 and 25, Jihadi. So how are you? How was your holiday? How are things? Oh, the holidays were good, Matt, man. And you know what? I appreciate you sending me a holiday shout out in the mail. You and your beautiful wife sent me a card and and the two and your two nice felines. Yeah, have cats on there. Uh, also, yeah, also man. my wife's decision, but you know, they're, they're, hey, put, they're hey, kids. put me in a Christmas spirit. You get older, man. Christmas sometimes don't feel like it used to. You know, you, it's it's the, the the spirit is different now. You got to create it more, you know, and family gets, you know, starts traveling and being everywhere. You know, I have one son over here. And so it's the small gestures that mean a lot. I'm glad, man. Yeah. I, I got to imagine with the kids getting older, that's a, it's a little tougher situation and uh, yeah. changes things up a little bit at the very least. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, you know, I think Christmas now is about smiles on everybody else's faces and, and, and making sure you put them there. And if you see them, then you did your job. You, you know, they had a Merry Christmas. Then that's that's what's about. You have a Merry Christmas if they have it. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. I was uh, the pain in the ass of all of my relatives and family this year because I didn't want anything. I just asked for donations to a couple of charities I like. So uh, they were kind of bummed that they didn't get to have stuff that I opened uh, of theirs on Christmas. But they just I don't know when you're old enough, you can buy all your own shit. You never have things you need at this point either. So it's just uh yeah, but it's, it's always yeah. nice to unwrap something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a couple, couple little even, things. Yeah, the gesture. Just a, I get to unwrap something. Yep, exactly. Yeah, uh, we got plenty of good stuff to talk about. Uh, again, I mentioned for this team being five and twenty-five, I'm like in a weirdly good place about it. So I think this will be a more positive holiday-themed episode for everybody here. We'll see how that goes. Uh, as always, we're brought to you by Stateside Vodka and their Surfside Hard Iced Teas, Hard Lemonades, Hard Every Flavor You Can Think Of. They're all delicious and bet online. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, matchup reports for baseball, boxing, UFC, golf, tennis, NBA, NFL, and everything you can think of. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place all your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website, and uh, the mobile device situation is always good. You can use the app. It's pretty friendly. And uh, you can use Believe, B-L-E-A-V, for 50%, 50% off uh, your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, Johnny, the first thing I want to talk to you about here a little bit is just I think collectively as a fan base, the Wizards fans are, are we're getting a little concerned here about Bilal, Kulbali's touches and usage and things like that. It seems to be trending down the last couple of weeks on uh, that Orlando game on Tuesday. He took one shot and I th- I want to say it was like a put back, you know, that he got it, got the rebound and went back up on his own. And uh, I think people are worried, you know, like, can can he continue to develop at the rate you want him to? Can you prioritize his development? if there just isn't some amount of like 
force feeding some touches for him? Like, will he maximize his development? I guess if they're not trying to actively get him involved. Yeah, but it'd be in practice. I mean, when you're on a team with a record like this right now, and you have certain players, when you're on a team with a record like this right now, he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. Bilal, is a, you know, Bilal Koulibaly is a rookie. So right now, the writing is on the wall pretty much, even for the players, and they understand it. So now it's about your job security. Mm-hmm. So when it's about your job security, it's about making sure you you get your, your averages. You know, you get your numbers. So, so the person who, you know, came in late, or the, the person who's now the, the youngest guy and the rookie, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to kind of be forgotten about as far as winning. I mean, as far as them trying to make sure he, he gets his touches or mm-hmm. bec- or the system making sure he gets his touches. Because right now, you know, it's about your job security. You know, it's about when it's contract negotiation time or when the season is over with, your numbers need to look a specific way as a player. And mm-hmm. it happens. And so, unfortunately, he's falling he's falling into that trap of his team making sure they, you know, do what they need to individually, the people on the team, the players on the team do what they need to do because, mm-hmm. you know, the writing's on the wall pretty much with, with how the season is going. If, I mean, like I get that from his teammates perspective, especially the veteran guys that are trying to lock up deals for next year. You've got a couple guys on expirings or that might want to get featured and get traded. But if you were the, the actual coaching staff of this team or the front office kind of dictating to the coaching staff, what you want to see, I would think you'd put more emphasis on on uh, Greg Finberg for Bull Trevor asked uh, Wes Unseld about this and why he's not getting more uh, involved in the offense. And Wes said, it's just the flow of the game. We don't run a ton of action for Bilal to begin with. I'm just not worried about his offense. I, I don't like that as an answer. I mean, I expected it from like kind of the old school, like, you know, if like we're not featuring him, but you should be featuring him to some extent, at least after the trade deadline, I'd hope that there's some amount of emphasis put on giving him the ball in situations where you can see what he can actually do. I think that's at some point that has to be a priority for this team. It's too late. It's too late to feature him now. If you didn't feature him before. Okay. Right. So yeah, explain that one. (laughs) Say what? Explain that one to me. Cause I got, I, I would think post-trade deadline, when you lose a lot of these vets, that would be the time to kind of reestablish the pecking order. Of this. Yeah, you, you can then. Mm-hmm. You can then if you lose some vets, right? We we, okay. we give some. But the pro, what he's he's been doing, what he's been doing right now without being featured, he's yeah. being a player, mm-hmm. right? And just so happened right now, we were still trying to be playing team balls. The beginning of the season, he's a new entity. He's creating with he's he's creating things for himself, right? We're playing more systematic. Mm -hmm. Now the writing's on the wall, and you're pretty much just not trying to be Detroit. Yeah. People's going, you know, it's becoming a more selfish game now. It's Mm -hmm. not about so much winning as it should be. So now guys are taking more and more shots, right? They're trying to make sure that stats are there. And so the guys who 
really wasn't created in the system or the point guard, the point guard is going for his first and second options or maybe his third option. He's not getting past the third option right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So, which means he's not even getting those scraps that he used to get. Yeah. Right. He was pretty much playing very well and doing good, even off just off scraps that he was getting. Mm-hmm. Well, those scraps are not there. Anymore. It's harder to come by now. Yep. The entire buffet is getting taken up by the top three. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. You've seen Tyus Jones become more offense oriented or more self offense oriented. And, yeah. Right. So, I guess I get that that's the reality of the situation. Is that bad for him? Will this hold him back long term if they aren't? featuring him in some way or, or letting or running some action for him. Like next year, if you want him to be more involved, is he going to be behind the eight ball because he didn't get any of those kind of looks this year? You have to make sure. You have to make sure that in practice, he's still a major part of the team. You still have mm-hmm. to make sure in practice that he's still getting those touches, right? You have mm-hmm. to make sure in practice that the system is still Right. Because in the game, game time right now, the player is going to take over the game time. Right. It's too late for a coach to say, hey, we have to include him in these touches when mm-hmm. you haven't said it before. And now. With the way the, the record is, how how much are they going to listen to? How much? Are how much they listening gonna, to Wes anyway? Yeah, yeah right now, because what's going to be more important to them right now? Listen mm-hmm. to Wes. I'm making sure I keep keep a sustain my spot in this league. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And so if I'm a guy say, hey, I gotta make sure I sustain my spot in this league. And you're telling me to pass to the rookie, he he got he got time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He, and, if and, I'm not gonna be his teammate after the after January, he can fuck yeah, off, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> everything may blow up. So until then, wherever I'm going, I gotta have my numbers right. And, and and it's it's a it's a terrible way to to, to look at it. It's mm-hmm. a terrible way to be. But it's the NBA. Is that even more reason for this team to be active at the trade deadline and move on from some of these vets, especially the ones that don't have long term deals? Like if if I care more about what Koulibaly does long term, and I think uh, I'm not saying Landry Shamit specifically, but like a Landry Shamit who isn't going to be here long term anyway. I'm probably more incentivized to move him than if I think that's a barrier to getting Koulibaly organic touches. Yeah. You mean you have to blow this team up. It's not, it's, <laughs> right, right. it's, yeah. it's not much it's worth saving. It's not, it's no secret. Yeah. This team has, to, you have to, you have to blow it up. This, the core, the, the, the cornerstones are not working. You know, mm. the cornerstones of the team are not working. The nucleus of the team is, it's a lot of pieces that just don't fit right now. You mm-hmm. have to have somebody here who gets pissed off about losing yeah. and 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 fight to win and pass that along through his teammates. It's not it's not the the energy guy who who who's spitting pissing fire in the locker room. It's so many, it's so many like pieces, like nuances that aren't there that you have to have on a team to be able to make that team 
Because, I mean, in, in the NBA, it's all talent. Hell, Detroit got talent. Yeah. Just do they all fit together or do they have yeah, the right tangibles? Do it, is it one person that's, yeah. that's willing to fight for it? And, and is it one person that has such a magnetic will to win that he mm-hmm. he can, like, infect his entire team with that? Sure. Right? So if you don't have that, I, then I don't see that person. Yeah, I'm with you. I just don't. So it starts from the leader of the team. If he's passive, then it that's or, or, or it has to be somebody. It has to be you've got to have a Pat Beverly type or right. it's, it's somebody that just got to like enough, enough. I'm willing to throw chairs at your face. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. Right. We should all be embarrassed. That right. Yeah. You know, right. when the team when the, when the, when the game is over with, I don't see anybody disappointed. It's a lot of selfies, a lot of, you know, like uh, tweets yeah. about highlight videos. My friend right. of the show, Osmond Begg, always mentions how uh, certain players are tweeting about their highlights and things after right. a 25 point Nobody blowout. willing to knock over the Gatorade cooler to, to, yeah. to, to, to save a loose ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so right now it's just about. And, and the crazy thing is we are hanging with all the teams in the first quarter. I mean, in the first half. Yeah, pretty I much, mean, they, they've been so, pretty competitive in most of these games. Right. A couple right, yeah. blowouts here and there, but yeah, no blowouts, you know, blowouts here and there. But it's not that we can't be in the game, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It, it's the talent is there, and, and the, starting, the talent is there in the starting five. It's just at least a hang, yeah. I, I'm with you, like, the, the there's no excuse for them to just be, you know totally uh like just embarrassed from start to finish like There's i'm no with you like to have win one five games they Only. they had a thing the other uh other week or a couple weeks ago where a college team i want to say it was north dakota state played a d3 team and they won like 100 to 14 or something and and my reaction to that was there would have been no final score of that game if i were involved because i would have just started throwing punches at somebody like before you beat me by 95 like right. you, you need that in one of these games before we're going to lose by 30 I'm going to Draymond clothesline somebody or something like you're going to feel it at least. I'll be the first person to go get Draymond. I, yeah. I, I replace, I really would replace pool with Draymond. Yep. For yeah, real. Cause I that's, know, the yeah. first type of, that's the first type of attitude you need in the locker room. As long as you can sustain it. As long as you yeah. can, you can make kind of reel it in, box it in. But and then you need a tough coach. That, I think that's the biggest thing. It's just the temperament for this particular yeah. group. You need an asset. Now, now you don't really. It. So you got a tough coach. If you have a a Rondo or a um, coach at Houston. Uh, oh, uh, Ime Yudoka type. Yudoka yeah. uh, uh, and the Draymond on that team. Yep. Two tough personalities. If they sync together and then now, now – we we're running we're leading this team together right you don't really need too many all-stars you just need hard-nosed players they are professionals i think it'd be more of the stuff you want to see from them and there'd be more accountability at least that's what you want with the young guys is is good habits and accountability and and there seems to be none of that right now and and you've got a uh, just 
kind of lukewarm reactions from Wes Unseld Jr. Again, a uh, friend of the show, Greg Finberg, asked Wes Unseld about the morale in the locker room right now, having lost 25 of their of their first 30 games. And he said, I would assume frustration, disappointment, uh, and kind of rambled for a little bit and then said, I don't think it's an issue of buy-in. It's just more the in-the-moment frustration when things don't go well. But overall, he seemed very flat and unreactive. If it were me, it would have been like, I hope these guys are pissed. I'm pissed. This is unacceptable. And I'm going to smash a whiteboard. Like it needs to be the Pat Riley clip from winning time. But they already the- understand who Wes is. Yeah, they already exactly. understand who Wes is. Yep. Right. But imagine if you have somebody you have to answer to. Mm-hmm. Imagine it, not only the this- coach you have to answer to. Imagine if it's a teammate, you got to be, oh, man, you yeah. got to answer to this guy. He's going to be pissed off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If if you've got a chill, laid-back guy like Wes, though, and he finally loses his shit, I would think that that would still send a message. Like, I mean, at some point, there's got to be something happening. I don't know that it's not happening in the locker room. Maybe it's not who he is. Maybe it would come Yeah, it, may, fate, it but... may send a message that one time. Mm-hmm. But it depends on – it's a difference. I think every coach – got to have a little bit of crazy in them. Yeah, I'm with you. Right. Now, you can be a pissed off person. We all seen a pissed off person. Mm-hmm. You ain't really, you're not going to be effective. Oh, he got mad. Well, let's come on. Let's. Yeah. But you're not going to challenge too much crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the good so, old school coaches had that. Like, I don't yeah, want to go so with this to guy. Me, yeah. To me, okay, get pissed off. All right, yeah, he right, but I don't know how much. But challenge the crazy. Uh, oh, this 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 one about crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a different one. Yep. All right, look, we don't want to keep dealing with this tonight. Because now, do you want to? Now, do you want to compete with crazy? You, uh, let, let's see who crazier. Yep. <laughs> but it, yeah, it, you... hate to say it, but that's that's how things are. Like, not only people willing to challenge. If Pat Riley just just pissed off, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be as successful. Right. If Pop was just a pissed off person, he wouldn't be as successful. Yeah, you don't want to step to that guy though. Like he's yeah, I don't want to challenge the crazy. Like, that's, I that's don't know what he's gonna level. do. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, now if you got crazy, now you have crazy on the coaching staff, and you got yeah. crazy, a crazy that's a leader who's passionate about winning and passionate about the team getting itself together, right? Mm-hmm. Both layers. Yeah. And if it can be, if, if if it can be contained and organized to the point it just don't blow up, now you got something. Now you work, now you, you got something you can build with. You had last year members of the Houston Rockets taking selfies with LeBron after losing by 15 points because, oh, I loved you growing up and my dad played against you and all this like cute stuff. And this year you've got Ime Yudoka being like, hey, don't be a little bitch, LeBron. <laughs> and like, yeah. if you see that as a player, you're like, right. okay. And now there's other baggage that comes with Yudoka. I'm not suggesting him specifically, yeah. but 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 that kind of temperament would be something that would appeal that's to me. Of like, yeah. That's, the losing is over and it's unacceptable here. That's a, co- he that's, would, a, that's a coach with a Kobe mentality. Yeah. Yeah. You need a little crazy. I, I love that. I think that's the new tagline for this year's team is we need I, I always crazy. have. I have the MFR theory. Like I've I've thought about it more of the roster, but you need the right balance of MFRs on the team. There's got to be at least one guy 
that like every other team in the league is like, I, I don't want to mess with that guy. And every teammate in the locker room is like, eh, I don't want to mess with that guy. If you right. have too many of them, though, it turns into a total shit show. And what, well, you, you need, the need that balance, guy right? also. You don't want to, you need that guy, but you also need that guy to, that, that you know he's going to rally for his team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. But you still want to rock with him at the end of the day. Because, yeah, you're going to ride. He's going to ride with you. You're riding with him. Yeah. Right. So, and that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Like the thing with Draymond is, you, you don't, you know, you know, you don't swing on young guys. Yeah, he's gone a little too far. It, yeah, like that's the thing, right? But old, old a couple of years ago, Draymond. You know, like that. That yeah, that's okay. Now right. A couple years ago, Draymond, you would want that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, okay, so. Loving the commentary in the chat. I think everybody's on the same page with us here. Most part, Desan asked, am I crazy to think this team would be in a better position with Scott Brooks than Wes? Feels like we'd have seven to 10 wins at least. You know, maybe I, I think, um, but to be a five, nine or five, 10, whatever he is, white guy to play that long in the league, to be not that athletic. Scott Brooks had a little crazy in him. Like, I mean, and he would challenge some stuff and he'd get pissed off at reporters questions and, Wes, great assistant, you know, you need an even keel stabilizer kind of guy, but it's just kind of a flat personality, I think, a lot of times. And it just, that may work with certain groups. It doesn't seem to be working with this group. And I still don't think there's any chance they make a change here midseason. Ted is paid for, you know, them to lose. He's not going to pay to promote uh, David Vanterpool or somebody to to lose more. Like, I think we're going to ride the course here. Uh, for for the season, I think next year you'll definitely see a move. That would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, I think next year you see a move. But I think this year, I think next year definitely be a move with coaching. Yeah, but this year, I think they have to blow this thing up before before the season's out. You know, uh, you got to yeah. get rid of. You got to free up some cash. The, thinking about what we're talking about here, and just like showing the effort, like. Okay, if you're not super talented and you don't execute on the offensive end, like that, that could be just personnel based. I think on the defensive end is where you really see like how bought in guys actually are and how much they're they're actually like showing pride in what they're doing. And again, mentioned before, a friend of the show, Oz tweeted out, uh, we are allowing a league high 126.6 points per game, but in their last 10, it's up to 129.5 points per game. So they're actually getting worse. They're an awful defensive team going in the wrong direction. And to me, that would be a big red flag. If I'm the front office, I would say like, okay, this this is now trending in a direction that's dangerous for us. Because at what point do these guys take this as like, well, it's okay. It they took it like that when it was when everybody started going for self, when they realized, hey, yeah. it is what it is. I got to get my – listen, when, when guys start getting more selfish mm-hmm. and they want to get this – the the stats make sure they get their stat line right yeah they're going to make sure they're on the floor for mm-hmm. me to make sure i'm on the floor i can't get fouls so yep. what happens the defense lacks mm-hmm. it's just oh let me go ahead and give you uh yeah, you know Matador. let me quite the red sea yeah exactly right other than gafford is making sure he now he, he's getting more blocks than he ever he ever got but he's Picking and choosing the blocks too, yeah. right? But I, but I I can't be upset with Gaffer right now. I'm really impressed by how he's improved. Yeah. I think he's the most improved improved player on the team. I, I 
I, I have got no complaints about Daniel Gafford. The first seven games of the season, he was about seven points and six rebounds. He's up to like 11 and a half and almost hey, eight. man, what that, that sprained ankle, I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, <with laughs> a fire. He sprained an ankle and, and epiphany happened. Like, yeah. like so, the sun, like it's up to shine from the sky. Ooh, oh, okay. All right, cool. Let me let me go back out there and really make something happen because he, he's taking pride in what he's doing. He's not the oh, most man. talented guy. And you know, he gets beat sometimes. There are people better than him and there's still stuff I'd like to see him do better, but I don't think his is a lack of effort at least. And that's, that's all I'm you know looking for at this point. No, it's not. It's not a lack of effort, not a lack of skill. You didn't know how skilled he was. Yeah. I mean, he's shown, t- he's shown some flashes it, this year. Look at his efficiency and all the touches he's getting, not just the dunks that he's jumping out of the sky and grabbing. He, yeah. He's shooting jump shots, finishing at the rim, finishing through traffic, finishing um, with, you know, in aggressive moments with a lot of guys piled on him in the paint. Mm-hmm. Man, you know what? I mean, I have, no, and, and I was, I was his biggest critic, but like I said, yeah. because you can just see the potential. Mm-hmm. But now, he's, man, uh, he's he he made he's making uh he he making his money. Yep, I agree. Yeah, that, that's know, one guy he he's earning the contract. Up, if he keep yeah. this up, he can demand something. He's top three in the league in field goal percentage, effective field goal percentage, and true shooting percentage. Uh, and to your point, it's yeah. more than just dunks. Uh, I mean, you, you know, he's doing he's converting on the other stuff too. I still don't and he's love starting, post ups, but you he's know. starting to attack the offensive boards more. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, he's getting you getting a little bit like okay, So now, not only is he growing in these other areas, now mm-hmm. he's saying, okay, now finally we need somebody because we're not we're not getting any second chance opportunities. Right. So he's starting trying to be that guy too. So it's the difference is with him. You can see like okay, I'm. I'm growing to be a better player for me and myself and it's going to help the team. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's different. You know, what's really crazy. You know, he, he's averaging the same amount of points right now as Denny for the season. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Right around 12 ish. Right. Something like that. Yeah. 11 point, like 11.1. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, With, uh, wow. Right. Yeah, uh, it's it's great. And again, this is another dude they're not running a ton of plays for. You get one or two no. post ups a game where they they feature it, and that's fine. Well, I want he's you to always getting that the first guy. play of the game with the ooh. Yeah, yeah, you get that. Yeah. One. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah, and it's good. I mean, like I've seen a couple. Should we trade Gafford now that the value is highest? Uh, like, please, please. It's just I would have heard this beginning of the year, beginning of this year, yeah. last year. I'd trade his ass. I would have got him out of there. This year, he was, he was kind of fool's gold a no, little bit last he year. Fool's gold last year, yeah. right? This year, uh, his confidence—he's playing—he's playing like he, the player he knows he is. Right, not a perfect right. player, but but you would be totally sunk without yeah. him at least. I mean, yeah. I know everyone will say, "Well, we've only won five games, so how good is he going to be?" But like, it could get worse, and and we don't want it to get worse. And I think he's still young enough that that's a guy that could factor. Yeah, your I don't think he's at his ceiling. I don't think he'd be he'd grow to his ceiling, but he's not playing under his potential right now. Yeah, exactly. And that's all you want. I, I, you know, I, I think um, that the shooting has dropped off a little bit here for Denny. I think some of the confidence yeah. has dropped off a little bit yeah. here for Denny. But I, again, I still think he's trying to do the right things, and it, it's 
But his you confidence know? just wavers too much. This is every year. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you got to be able to survive a, a tough spell. Yeah. yeah, man. It's such a time to play. It's just, it's too, his confidence is too fragile mm-hmm. to be in, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how do you fix that. Yeah. I mean, you need, it's got to come with from within here, right? Like, no matter how much the coaches or your teammates prop you up or tell you they want you right. to shoot it, if you're not, if you you don't have that to be able to shake that off, like I, I, honestly, I, so what I wanted to do here to close out the show or the second half of the show is just New Year's resolutions for each guy, and and I have them in alphabetical order by last name. So Denny is up first, and for him, my resolution is just channel Jordan Poole to some extent. Like, just you need a certain amount of irrational confidence, uh, and Denny has almost no confidence despite being a pretty talented player who's worked on his game, but. I would just love him to see like, you know what? I missed three in a row. I'm not going to be afraid to take the fourth one. Like they need that from him. If it's a good open look, take it regardless of what the previous result was. And, and I think that would be to his benefit too. Yeah, true. But I, I didn't even think this, his confidence will be ever be an issue this year, the way things were going for him. Yeah, and, and he, what he did, I don't think he had a rational confidence, but. No, I, I would like that. He did. <laughs> I mean, no, like, no, I, no, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But I like where he I liked where he was. He was, at, was the sweet spot. Right? It, yeah. He 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 wasn't scared of anything. He was taking what yeah. he he was taking what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. And going at people too. Right. Yeah, and going at people. And I don't know if a rational confidence crossing that line, but I think he's he, I think he's skilled enough and understands enough and professional mm-hmm. enough that rational confidence won't affect him. Yeah, I'm with him. Yo guy. Pooh. Yeah, that's <laughs> gone the other way with that. He just, he just like irrational confidence is killing them because like he he's in fantasy land. He's never a guy you're ever gonna have to worry about. Is he confident enough to take a shot? And and it's 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 way far that's the other him. way. He's not a starter in the league. He and Denny are the opposite ends of the spectrum. Like Denny is so focused on wanting to make the right play that sometimes. Denny sound. Like, yeah. You, you can be so unselfish. You're selfish sometimes. And, and I think he does that pool is so selfish. He's really selfish. And it's just the shots have been a little better. The shot quality overall been no. a little better. Uh, right. He's making right. a few of them more now, but. No, he's he taking wild shots. You just making more of them, right? <laughs> a few of them I mean, are that, going on. That, yeah. that shot always be by the logo like yeah that's cool you made it yeah. but he's had a great shot that's, that's what we not a high percent before. shot no matter what he said these are the shots i'm making in practice so i know i should make them and it's like well doesn't mean you should maybe well, you shouldn't be taking them in practice either right exactly it should be not it shouldn't be a shot you're shooting for real yeah I, if, if, I, if 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 we're taking that shot with 20 15 minutes left on the clock that's a terrible shot. Yeah. Four seconds on the clock. Take whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, let's jump to pool then. I had uh, watch endless film of guys who take good shots and try to do that at least more of more percentage of the time. What would your resolution be for Jordan Poole this year? To to uh, to go find some rationality. <laughs> yeah. Right, like he's just an—he's too irrational, right? And 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 
and learn how and go talk to somebody and learn how to be a professional. You see Vanderpool working with him on the sidelines in practice. Like that's a guy that hung around in the league for a while because he was a pro, right? I mean, like that. Right. Can, can it come from a coach or does it have to be a teammate? It could come from Vanderpool because because he's not the head coach and it's all about and I know Dave I know Dave Dave it's it's going to come from a good place he can trust mm-hmm. where it's coming from and it's going and it's going to come to him like a mentor mm-hmm. and a coach but also as a a um a elderly type of mm-hmm. you know not not going back to the other coaching staff and be like uh like even though it is possibly, but you know, it's gonna come back to somebody you can trust. It's gonna come feel like it's come from a trusting source. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it transpiring. I don't see it. And it's not. Know. It's not working for him. Yeah, no, it's not no. not taking hold here. Uh, no. Again, maybe like small. There, there, I'll see a game where I'm like, okay, all right, something's clicked here. I feel better. And then the next game, it's another like, what are you? doing <laughs> like, like i was what i was listening to the to, to gilbert show gills arena the other day and he was like look mm-hmm. man they're gonna get rid of him and he's gonna be a six man he'd be a great six man but he's not a starter for any team in the nba i, I agree with that I, I mean not with this current mindset when you you can't rely on him because of a, like the lack of consistency he can't be a featured option if you're gonna just be a trucker one out of every three games or two out of every three games or whatever, but you can come in and if you've got a hot hand one night, a team can win with you coming off the bench, but not blowing right. up the whole offense. To but you can bring, you can bring, you can bring energy off the bench. We, we need, you need scoring. So if, you know, we taking our major score, Look, I mean, just how, how Golden State use them, which works perfect, mm-hmm. but you can't be, you can't be the guy starting the game and just killing the offense. It's hard to have a player on the court that much of a game, too, when they don't provide anything else other than inefficient scoring. If you don't right. create for others, you don't defend anybody. It's it's now 20% of your team uh, just isn't giving you anything else. And and to right. play that person 35 minutes and expect to win, it, it's just a big hole. And I, I know well, hopefully, some there's... Hopefully he, hopefully he figures it out. Yeah, I mean, he's still young. I mean, he's 24 years old. Like, there's far from from over for him. I hope he figures it out sooner rather than later, though. Yeah. Uh, and and at the very least, recoups some value, and maybe you can send him back to a team. The problem is, if other teams watch him and think what we just said about his ideal role, gonna they're not going to tr- – Yeah, you're not going to trade for a $30 million a year guy if you think that's a ceiling. Now, maybe in the last year or two of his deal, the salary cap's gone up, you're not stuck with the long-term years. Somebody can be convinced we need the microwave score. It's worth it. But that means he's here for another year and a half. And uh, another year and a half of this, I don't think is sustainable. It's not. You can't. Not to where we want to grow to. Right? Not. It's just, it's not. Uh, what's your New Year's resolution for Bilal Kulabali? Do exactly what you're doing, but double it. Okay. Right. The studying you're doing, the film you're studying, the learning you're doing, mm-hmm. um, double it. Uh, get more consistent shots up. Now, whatever, how many shots up you get in a day, double that. Mm-hmm. Right. 
the the drive the drives you learning to get downhill double learning how to get downhill even with more traffic get quicker first step mm-hmm. um how zoned in and and focus you're all on on defense as far as seeing how things move early to be in the spaces early and could be able to cut off and be able to block shots and intensify that right yeah um and then start working on all things that you can expand your game even more like the things that's not a part of your game at the moment but he had he he has the biggest upside on this team yeah, oh, no he's not a guy that you even consider touching. Yeah, he's he the one untouchable control. piece. Yeah, yeah, I think he is the one untouchable piece, but it's hard to find a big. I, I wouldn't be in a hurry to move either Gafford or Denny because they have very good, solid contracts for the production I think they those provide. Are two most untouchable. Yeah, but and, to, and me, to I, me, I'd still Denny move are, them. If Denny the right is always team. Denny is a glue guy. Yeah, I agree. So to me, Denny would I don't I wouldn't be so quick to be to move Denny or package him up with it because because sure. he's a guy who can fit in any system and he's going to be like probably the best defender other than Bilal that we have, mm-hmm. right? Um, confidence waivers goes back and forth, yeah. right? But yeah. I, I think that confidence stuff limits Denny's high end upside. I think he's still a valuable player on a team friendly deal. Him and Gafford are two I would try to keep. They're young enough. They can also keep improving, but they wouldn't be untouchable to me. Bilal is the one guy at this point in his career where there's like no offer you could make me where I'd be willing to to consider throwing him in the deal at this point. Maybe not no offer, but you know, no realistic offer that's going to come otherwise. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. I, I had just be more assertive for him. Like, I, I think I'd love to see a play where he grabs it off the rim and attacks himself and goes coast to coast with it. Just, yeah. I like to have him just take it down. Just coat. Yeah. A lot more. Just like Kuzma. I just yeah. say study Kuzma. Keep studying more, more and more. I think so too. The good stuff. Some of the shot selection stuff there too. Eh, well tough. Uh, Johnny Davis, just get your mind right. Build your confidence some way, somehow. I don't know how you do that. I don't know what that is, but uh, that that situation is tough, and and I've been a staunch defender of just give him time; he'll figure it out. This year is another kind of year lost to injuries and things like that, and just they haven't even been able to get him in the G League to build him up because he just can't stay healthy long enough, and and then just snake bitten. I feel kind of bad for the guy. Yeah, I just said stay the course, man. Sometimes that it's it's that that window of just craziness that sometimes you feel like uh it's not made for me and don't don't lose faith stay the stay the course you, you're not the first guy who went through this and you've seen a lot of guys who went through this process and came out on the other end now that their, their names in the nba so mm-hmm. just understand that it's possible yeah i like that that that's actually great perspective for him and, and hopefully advice he's getting from other people too it's just weather the storm here a little bit uh daniel gafford just continue to take on the challenge nightly the way he's been trying to do. I just be consistent. I, that's what I want to see from him is continue to be what we've seen the last 15 games or so ish. Don't be content. Don't be happy with right now. Don't be happy with mm-hmm. your growth. 
right? Okay. Don't, like you get, don't get comfortable with your growth. Sure. Saying, all right, well, I'm good enough. Nah. If you can, if you can get to this point now, quickly this year, mm-hmm. imagine what where you can get to if you start looking at yourself and say, hey, I want now, now I want to grow here. And I want to make I want to become a right. And and give not only give yourself that challenge, fight for that challenge. Like don't don't be happy where you are. Don't be content with where you are. Don't be comfortable. Don't say, all right, I'm here. Yeah, I like that. I think um that's a good call. Uh Danilo Gallinari demand to be on a championship contender. That's what I want from you, Danilo. That's my resolution for you. Demand to be somewhere other than Washington, just because I I can't watch a dude slower than me try to play NBA defense anymore. It's driving me nuts. Like just any of the other young guys would be better served playing at this point. The offense is nice, but I just be be a mentor, do all that other stuff. I just don't I just can't watch it anymore. Johnny is tough, man. I mean, hopefully he can stay sustain the leading a little bit longer. But if not, know what you know what you gave the game. Yeah. Like know what you gave the game. You know, you you've given the game a lot. Mm-hmm. And 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 be happy with that. I, I do think and, there are some teams he could still help. It's just it's it, this I, this team doesn't make sense for it. I, I mean I hopefully he could be in the league a little longer. Yeah, I'm you with know? you. I, I think you're right. It's just it's, here. it's it's too slow motion. I mean, the league doesn't move 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 at that pace. Yeah. It's true. He could probably go eat up some Euro League competition still. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's still yeah. super skilled and smart. Uh, that's huge too. Uh Anthony Gill, I you know, just just keep working hard, push guys in practice, all that kind of stuff. Everybody says you're the best veteran leader on the team. Just keep being that. That's all I want from the guy. Know that they understand that they recognize your leadership. Mm-hmm. Not only your teammates, but the coaching mm-hmm. staff, the organization, the places you've been before. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So just keep being the lead natural leader that you are. And and it, it could blossom into sticking around the league more, even if even if you're not on the court. Yep. So start start making sure, you know, people understand that now. That that's really smart. I, I think he's like the prime. If this guy is a top assistant on a team three, four, or five years from now, like we shouldn't be shocked, kind of guy. I, I right. think like that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Tyus Jones, just be this Tyus offensively. Just just keep pushing it and score and be aggressive and build your numbers. Don't do so selfishly if you can help it, but uh, do that at least until the trade deadline. I, I don't think Tyus is long for this team personally, so I want him to be max value. So whatever that looks like. I'm not unimpressed with Tyus. No, I agree. Right? So, the offense has been great. I didn't know he was a, a, a scorer like he is. I mean, he scored, yeah. he's yeah. a He's an offensive weapon. He's been lately an offensive weapon for us. Mm-hmm. So um, don't lose the fact that teams need point guards. Yeah. Right? Sometimes a point guard who scores too much or – in the end of the day, you have to be the general of the team. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and And – 10 to 12 isn't bad. You know, you can add, if you take 12 shots a game, may not be too bad. 
right? For 20 is a little tough. But 20, 20, after you take a 20, you're not a point. You're right. two. Yep. So just understand the difference of who you are because mm-hmm. you're too short to be a two. Right. So when you get traded to another team, they're not going to look at your scoring. Mm-hmm. They're going to look at like your assist, your sure. turnover ratio, right? So just don't lose the fact that, that in the end of the day, you're a point in the NBA. Yeah, especially if he wants to continue to be a starter wherever he ends up next too. Right. They're not bringing you in to be the featured offensive piece. Now maybe if you're okay going back to the bench, you right. can have a little more of that bounce. But yeah. I'm with you. Uh, Corey Kispert, I just don't forget about the D part of 3 and D. I, I just I, – I'm not trying to pick on him because there are a lot of other guys on this team not playing defense. But for for the shooting specialist archetype, Corey is a better lateral mover and things like that than he gets credit for. He's got decent size. He's got decent strength. I think he could be a better defender uh, than he's been at this point. And, and you need the shooting. You need the spacing. So don't give Wes Unsell Jr. a reason to not play you. And when he doesn't play him, it's because he, he didn't contribute enough defensively. So I know you see Jordan Poole not guarding anybody and things like that. But you can't be that kind of guy and be productive in the league if you're Corey Kispert. Yeah, I mean, in the end of the day, you got to realize you're the guy who went from starter to a six man. Yep. You have to understand, hey, you're not, you're not now can't be compared to the starting lineup guys. You can't compare mm-hmm. yourself to those guys now. Now you have, even though you were on that level to where you can say, oh, you know, it start the starting position is a more comfortable position. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. Um, but when you're not the guy anymore, now you have to be the hunger guy again. You have to be the desperation guy again. Right. And so don't don't lose that part and just go out there. I, I like a lot of things he offers the team. Like I think to me, I think he's still a solid offensive player. Mm-hmm. Right. Um he fast, a streaky streaker type of player, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but since now you're not in the starting lineup, that's not going to be enough. Yeah. They're not going to care about that as much as they used to. But you just yeah. like if you lighten the scoreboard up, you can now going to have to be a two way player, right? So he last year he didn't get pulled from not playing defense like that. Exactly. So don't don't get don't get lost in the sauce and and. and become too full of yourself at this moment because now you're fighting you're, you're fighting back like mm-hmm. understand this is the fight now yeah i mean like you have to put up so much volume as such a high clip to be to contribute enough if you're a one-way player like that yeah and and it's just that's a tough ask and he's not again a selfish shot hunting kind of guy typically so yeah you get you got to find other ways to contribute here uh, the next one I got, Kyle Kuzma. I've been a longtime Kuzma defender and and been my favorite player to watch the last couple of seasons at this point. But the last couple of games have been rough. I know he's been dealing with an injury, but we've seen him. Like My resolution for him would be Kuzma, the facilitator-scorer blend, is much more effective and productive than Kuzma, the gunner. And I think the shots have, have really kind of cratered 
efficiency wise here recently and shot selection wise have, have been rough, but just again, another way to find like when he's the do it all type for this team, they're so much better when he contributes on the boards, when he contributes defensively, like that's the best way for him to impact this team, score 20 a game and do these other things. We don't need you to be a 27 per game guy, help everyone else get better. Cause he's one of the few guys I think that can do that. At the beginning of the season, we were saying Jordan Poole needs to look more, look like Kuzma more, look more how Kuzma is playing the game. Yeah. Now, things are, and Kuzma has to now protect his value. Mm-hmm. And it's tough. He's in a tough situation. He has to protect his value, right? And the more he's protecting his value, the more he's having distrust in other players which it just sometimes it goes like that. So with Kuzma, it's, it's, a, it's a tough deal. Um, but like you said, when he, when he does, when he doesn't bring all those pieces to the game, kind of sometimes look out of, look wild too. Yeah, And that's yeah. not good either. No, but so no. right now I just feel like he's just pressing, pressing, pressing. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand it because nothing is no no position on this team is is like solid right now. You know, everybody can go with this one. Yeah, so for sure, he's just in a tough situation, and it's not it doesn't always look the best, right? Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully. If if he doesn't stick around, he can find somewhere to where he can be a comfortable all-around player, right? Mm-hmm. But just remind people that you are that. Just remind people right now that you are that, you know. Um, he, he's just trying to keep his value right now. I think that's really the best way to protect your value if you're, if you're Kuzma, though, because any team that's going to bring you in, probably a contri- like a contending team, and they don't want you to come in and be a number one offensive guy. They want you to come in and say, can you have, have 15 points a game, eight, eight assists, eight rebounds, play some defense and, and plug in like a bunch of holes, you know, for we lost this guy to injury or whatever the case may be. I know it's harder to see that when you're him. Like I got to keep my numbers up if I want to end well, up somewhere. Look, but, because that's not, that's not how negotiations work. Right. Yeah. I'm going to look at your points per game first. and then uh, I, I got to make sure I have some, some ammunition for my agent to go in there when he go back to the table. He's got a long-term deal at this point though, right? He's got four more years after this year, I think. So, or three more years. Yeah, but but things can't drop. Yeah. Yeah, Look, Kuzma averaging what? Over 20 points a game? 22, 23? Something like that. He's he's down to like averaging 17. Uh, yeah, the last couple games especially have not helped that with just kind of the around the, that give and yeah, take. The yeah. So is when your average is down, that's tough on you as a player, just personally, you know, business wise, as you as a because in the end of the day, the main thing you try to do is make sure you keep your numbers consistent or higher, never lower. He uh he was he is 22 and a half for the season but over the last 3 games he's put up 14 17 and 7 that's not where you want him to be for sure uh and and again it 
we mentioned it. There, there is an injury there. I think that's got something to do with it, but also maybe make a business decision here, save, you know, the team should save him for himself or vice versa. But if you're hurt and you're not playing well and you're not playing effectively, and it's actually negatively contributing to the team, do we, do we really need to run him out there? And if you do want to trade him, it hurts his value. What's that? Does he want to be traded? That's the question, right? Does this help your value though? Yeah. He seems to like it here. I don't know. I I don't think he's the guy that's in a hurry to get traded, but I mean, I wouldn't be if I was him, but you know, this season, last season, that could be tough. That that's a, that takes out a lot on a player. There's a lot of losing. Uh, And and so, okay, this is actually a good segue here because another thing people are a little up in arms about, uh, he tweeted that at this point, it's like, don't be that team in reference to the Pistons. And what he's saying is nobody wants to be the team to end the Pistons losing streak. Like you don't want to be the Celtics and blow a game against Detroit and be the one on sports center the next day. uh, Having like finally given up uh, a win to this team that can't beat anybody. And and people are are mad about it. I don't like the tweet personally. I'm not up in arms about it, but I, to me, this is like, we're realistic. Like our team isn't very good, but look, every player in the league thinks what he just tweeted. Nobody wants to be the team to go out and and lose the game to a team that, like the Pistons that nobody else can beat. I know the Wizards aren't really any better, but they're not to the same level and it wouldn't get the same attention if you lose to the Wizards as it would the Pistons. That's just the nature of being on a historic losing streak like that. I'm just not that worried about it, but also don't want these guys to be comfortable losing. So what's the sweet spot here of like, Okay, we got to be realistic. We're not going to win a lot of games this year, but also maybe don't make jokes about it either. I don't know. That was a silly tweet. In the end <laughs> of the day, that was a silly tweet. I think he meant it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right? I think he meant it in uh, you know, pretty much trying to say, "Hey, we we we're, we're, we're not doing good this year, guys." Or, right? But it and he tried to use Detroit as a Right, could be worse. <laughs> measuring stick or the, right. like the bar. And it just was bad. Yeah. It was just, he didn't think it out. Yeah. I think he just should have not tweeted anything at all. I agree. But definitely not use Detroit in that way. Because in the end of the day, you know, we all at the bottom right now. <laughs> and, I, and, and it's more reflect, especially as a leader, that's going to, that's more reflection on you than anything. Right. It's the wrong guy for that to come from at it's the, the wrong, wrong time. Guy. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I said, I didn't think it's a bad tweet, but I also don't think he's wrong. I, I don't think any team in the league right now wants to be the team to shit the bed against Detroit. Like, so he, yeah. I, I'm not mad at it, but also I would prefer he didn't do it. But how, does, I, how, do, how do your teammates see that? Like, okay, well, I mean, that, but that just shows you exactly what we were talking about to get beginning of the other segment, right? Of this yeah. is, they don't have a guy like that show. That's that's what, what you hear right there. That's the top of the that's the. You know, the barometer, the mm-hmm. top of the, the chain, you know, the that's the highest guy in the pecking order of this mm-hmm. team. Who and that's what he says. He's too casual about it. Like I, I've been the biggest but, promoter of the stuff he does off the court to help the young guys mentor them, big brother stuff. But he's not the MFR we talked about. Like it's very yeah. clear that he's just like casual coos. And 
Now, you know, that's like, fine, but we might as well be Detroit the way we playing. Yeah, exactly. You don't want that. It's just now I'd rather hear you say that. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. I'd rather or, the comparison like if Detroit terrible, we're terrible. Yeah, we're not much better than that. You'd rather right. tweet the other thing, right? Like nobody wants to lose to us either because we've been shit. Well, hopefully we'll be better. I'd rather like, you say that. Yeah, I'm with you. Right. Yeah, I, I I don't think it's that big a deal. I don't think he was wrong. I just that's like the that's just, like the blame blame. Well, you did this. Leave that well, one in, at least I'm not that person. Right. Leave that one in the drafts. That's all. Yeah. You know, you can think it. You can say it to your buddies. Maybe not tweet it for the whole world. Mm, yeah, don't say it at all. Uh. Okay. Uh. Just last couple. We'll rapid fire through these. Um. Resolutions for Ryan Rollins. Just bust these guys' asses in practice. Earn the minutes. Don't give Wes an opportunity to not play you. Play hard as shit and your teammates every day, and maybe they don't have an excuse to leave you on the bench anymore. Don't give him an option. Yeah. I don't give him an option. Uh, DeLon Wright. What do you got for DeLon Wright? Anything coming off the injury here? Anything you'd like to see from him specifically? Let that, let, let that situation you're going through now, that injury, fuel you. Everything has to be fueled. Right. Understand it. Make, don't be comfortable with your name. Don't be comfortable with what you've done so far. Right, right now, it's a you know, it's, it could be the crossroads for you. Understand mm-hmm. that. So, you know, make sure make sure you don't go to don't don't take the wrong road. Yeah. Also. Uh- my resolution for you guys in the chat, if you don't mind hitting that little like button for us, if you're following along on YouTube, we'd really appreciate that. If you're not already subscribing, please do that for us too. We love that kind of stuff. You need to throw that in at least once today. And uh, last two I got for you. What's your resolution for Wes Unseld Jr.? What would you like to see from Wes in 2024? Know what you know what you bring as a coach. And, mm-hmm. know, know, and be confident what you bring as a coach, but also know what you didn't bring. Right. And say, okay, how can I be better at that? Certain people are just certain type of people. Understand, okay, I'm a certain type of person. So, you know, how can I choose a different way to be a a motivator? T. Lou ain't a, you know, he's not, he's not an asshole, but he is a truth teller. Mm -hmm. And he gets what he gets out, 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 just off of, in a different way. He ain't crazy, but he's a truth teller. Right. So, so just find different ways to start to get to to results. I like that. Because you know your shit. Yep. That's not, no one questions that you don't know your shit. You said something a couple episodes ago that I, I thought was like amazing about West Sunset Jr. and just like the equivalent of you've got the right message. It might just be better coming out of somebody else's mouth. And and I think that was kind of what I see from him. He's not getting it through to people. He talked about, it's not an issue of buy-in. I don't believe that. It doesn't seem like, like we all hear what you just said, that this guy is a wealth of information. It, it doesn't seem like it's being effectively communicated to his teammates. So got to oh, find some way to reach people messenger. if you're not. Right. Need, need some way to get to get through to these people. I, I don't know what that is. Try something different. What you're doing is not working. Yeah. 
my New Year's resolution, uh, resolution for the front office, just go get one young big man prospect. Just one. Just find him somewhere. They exist. Somebody's G League team. They went out and got Jake Stevens, a rookie undrafted player from the Stockton Kings. That's fine. Uh, not high enough caliber, in my opinion, to be a needle mover. Just somebody like the Daniel Gafford trade a couple years ago. Like somebody that has some upside that's maybe untapped. Whether it's the James Wiseman's or the Marvin Bagley's. I'm not saying those two guys specifically, but just just somebody young for us to be excited about that you can give developmental minutes to that it's not, uh, you know, uh, Mascala and Gallinari playing these backup five minutes the whole time. Yeah. Go get go get a guaranteed backup five that can move the floor, that can run. Yeah. If we got to yeah. teach him everything else, cool. Let, as long as he can run and rebound. Yeah, an right? athlete, something. Yeah. Run, rebound, and protect the basket, right? Don't yeah. understand every individual's expertise that's in the organization mm-hmm. and let them do what they do well. Right. Okay. Right. If, if that's because that's why we got this, if we're going to get this, this justice league. Well, super, super friends. of uh, Right. Don't office, let yeah. Wonder Woman start doing what Batman do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't let Superman be the Hulk. Understand what the Hulk does and don't get in each other way. And because this could be a difference maker because you never, I never seen a team go get a justice league like this. So, so if you got everybody for their individual things, they do well, make, make sure it's that's what they do and and let them do it. Right. And we could, we could see the results. Right. So, this is actually a, a really good segue into something I meant to ask you about and I didn't have on our rundown here. Uh, I was listening to Ed Tapscott, former interim head coach of the Wizards, longtime scout and exec for the Minnesota Timberwolves, talk about how – I know, I'm just for listeners here, for anybody not familiar with his background. This is a guy that knows his shit and has been around a long time. Ed was talking about how certain teams in the league – well, a lot of teams in the league have what they call like the sleepers position on their scouting department. The guy looking for – you know, the diamonds in the rough type. Uh, Ed is that guy for Minnesota. And and a lot of times in these organizations, it's the 23-year-old kid recently out of college that like they're sending on the road to places nobody wants to go to. Somewhere like uh, Memphis, they mm-hmm. use Tayshawn Prince in that role. As these are the guys that are finding the guys like Santi Aldama from Loyola, Maryland and things like that, that are now contributors. I, and to your point, I don't know who that guy is best suited to find off the beaten path talent for the wizards, but I would love for that guy to be emphasized and focusing in that role. So I I don't know enough about the reshape scouting department here. I don't think that was the case for the wizards for this last regime where they had a veteran person looking for those types of players. And that's why we saw a lot of taking the number one guy on the ESPN 100 board with our draft pick. Let's go out and find some dudes. Uh, The maybe Tristan Vukcevic is a, you know, a sign that we're doing that kind of thing uh, a little bit more now, but I, I, I want them to focus on, on that. Any insight there in Jihadi into like scouting and how that kind of stuff works? I mean, that, that's pretty much how it is. You know, mm-hmm. man, you're on the road all the time. You, you're going, you're going all over the world, all over the country, looking for that, that player that somebody hasn't put their, their, their you know, the eye on yet, right. you know, and you you have to have so many unique resources and networks 
You know, mm-hmm. it's just a pipeline of, of networks all over. It's almost like telephone, you know, like <laughs> cell towers. And and you got to tap into the right thing. So you're going to have to have somebody who really understands that underground level of basketball. It sounds like Will Dawkins was that guy in Oklahoma City. He was the senior director of basketball, innovative scouting, or some crazy title like that. But can you still be that guy and be the GM of the team? Like, can you be the main guy finding those diamonds in the rough if you're the main guy? You can, but you can because it's natural. Mm -hmm. You have to, for you to be that guy, it has to be natural to you to where no, it's a natural instinct. You, you just got the eye for it, right? You're going, yeah. You just got to have the eye for it, and you're going to do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's just something you do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but if if so, you have to be that guy first, and then you can become a GM. You can't become a GM and then figure out how to be that guy. Yeah. That guy mm-hmm. right there was born to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's to your point about you got the super friends here, whatever they are, like maybe they can pick up some slack to still allow you to do those types of things that, that you're really good at. And that's your forte. So that'd be good. Uh, last thing just for everybody here, I'd like to end on a positive note, something here, the NBA has named uh, wizard Ford Kyle Kuzma. It's NBA cares, Bob Lanier community assist award winner for the month of November. Uh, he gave gifts and clothing to mothers at the Genesee County uh, jail in Flint, Michigan, his hometown and announced that his foundation's new partnership would support incarcerated mothers in their transitions out of prison. I did a bunch of stuff here locally with the team. Just want to give him a shout out for that because I think those are cool things to do and that they sometimes go unrecognized. So shout out to him, shout out the foundation. We love us. Yeah, big recognition for that. That's big. And hey, if the Wizards are in the news for that kind of stuff too in a bad year, I'm, I'm cool with that. Like at least Find a way to make your mark on the league and community and all that other kind of stuff in a positive way if you can't win a ton of games on the court right now. Right. I agree. Uh, all right. I think that's all I got for you here, partner. Any uh, parting shots or notes you want to leave people with here as we move into 2024? No, I'm good. I'm good. Just just stay in D.C. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, let's save that one for next time. Well, because I'll say that for next, but stay in D.C. Please. Yeah. I, I got a ton of questions for you about that one. We'll hit that. Uh, this is the tease for everybody to listen to the next episode, because I think one of the things the wizards have said is, uh, you know, this will help them attract more free agents. So we'll get Jihadi's perspective on that on the next episode uh, for everybody. Thanks for rocking with us in 2023. I think we got a big 2024 uh, coming up for you. you got some cool stuff in the works. So uh, stick with us, stay tuned, uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll catch you all next time. Unpresented by betonline.ag. Can't forget that. Got to get paid. All right. See y'all. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube